When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on A Long Walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Every single morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, what the hell's up with my voice? Jesus criminy. Let's get to some live dates, huh? Coming up this weekend, tomorrow night, I'm going to be over in St. Cloud, Minnesota at uh, Beaver Island Brewing. Silly Beaver Comedy. Myself, Foz Hughes, Jonah Maddox, Sophie Bospe... Sophia Bospe... Sophia, <clears throat> Sophia Bus, Sophia Bispochi, bunch of us. What's up, hey, Aaron? Hey, Aaron, you done messed up. What's up, Jamie? Hi, Cassie. What's up, MJ? Hi, Chad. Good to see you, buddy. What's up, Erica Bang? Billy? Hey, hey. What's going down, everybody? Good to see y'all. Nice little, little dinner crowd we got going on here today. Uh, I woke up this morning. For some reason, my voice is not uh, at 100%. Jesus Christ. Ah. Uh, What's up, Danielle? Uh, hey, Rudy, got my tickets for tomorrow. Woo! Yeah. Can't wait. What's up, Kimberly? Nice to see you. Uh, so, so uh, listen, uh, real quick, since we got everybody here, <laughs> since we got the crew, um, I was uh, I was kind of like, it's been sort of weird because it's it's in this like weird realm of podcasting and this new job that I'm taking that's going to be starting on February 6th. And I'm like, I don't really know exactly what the hell is uh, is up. Uh, can I? I haven't told anybody. Like, I feel like you know, like some of these things you got to kind of keep on the wraps, just because you got contracts and you got people's livelihoods, and you never know. And uh, I chatted with uh, the powers that be yesterday, and I was like, Is it cool? Like, can I? I've been. I haven't told anybody about you know what's going down. And they said, uh, No, listen, uh, we're gonna make a uh, small, little, tiny announcement next week. But if you would like to, feel free. You can tell people. Like it's not a, it's not a secret. We're not keeping a lid on it. We want to get the word out as soon as possible. And I said, absolutely. All right. So uh, I think they're gonna make like a formal, going out to the newspapers type of thing for next week. But uh, in the meantime, because uh, you guys listen to this podcast, and I feel like we're family, and I don't want you to read about it in the newspaper. Uh, so starting February twentieth, it will be the first show that myself, the legendary radio broadcaster, Tom Bernard, and one of my goddamn best broadcasting friends ever, Brittany Arneson, the three of us will be on a podcast that is being uh, produced and sold by Hubbard Broadcasting. Show starts every morning, 7 a.m. It goes until 10 a.m., and then after that, it will be pushed out on all the platforms like uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast One, you know, all the main big players. Uh, show's going to be live every single day. That's why we won't be doing a lot a long walk to Cleveland anymore. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, Chad, it's you, no way, yeah, they, uh, yeah, so we've been sitting on this now for a while. Uh, I'm gonna be back in the building, uh, at Hubbard Broadcasting for, um, it's funny because I have to go through orientation again. (laughs) The place that I have been, you know, uh, the place that I have been, uh, employed for seven years, I have to go through and do the... Now watch the video. Make sure that you don't do anything sexually harassing to any of the employees over at Channel 5. I'm like, have you seen those dudes? They are hot. Okay? I got to keep it on my fucking... I got to be on my best goddamn behavior. So yeah. So when I talked to him yesterday, I'm like, I haven't said anything to anybody. Is it cool? And they're like, no, dude, there's no secret. Just feel free. Just fucking go for it, man. It's good. We already signed all the paperwork. You're good. So yeah. So I think they're going to do something in... Uh, they're going to do something like a small announcement next week, but yeah, man, um, myself, Tom, some of the powers that be from the, uh, broadcasting company all got together, had a lunch, everything went well. It was weird because do you guys remember like a few months ago, I had put a post out on uh, Facebook that said, uh, I think it's time to go back to corporate world because not because I'm broke, but because I ran out of stolen pens. And then one of my good friends from Hubbard Broadcasting had posted a photo of the said pen that I was talking about and said, yes, these pens are amazing. And then I sent him back a picture of the last pen that I had from Hubbard. (laughs) I said, yeah, I think I might have to come back to work because uh, I'm running out of pens. No more writing utensils. And I don't know if you've seen the prices of writing utensils, but holy fucking shit, they are expensive. Um... Uh, Scooter, fuck, I missed the announcement. No, no, no. Uh, listen, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll reiterate for you real quick. Uh, so starting February 20th, I'm going to be, it'll be myself, Tom Bernard. will be. It'll be the Tom Bernard Morning Show, and then myself and Brittany Arneson will be on the uh, the podcast, the, uh, the three of us every morning. Tom will be broadcasting. He's been broadcasting from Florida for years now, and will continue to. And then Brittany and I will both be in, uh, in a studio uh, here in Minneapolis. So... It's great, man. I'm really looking forward to it. I've, I've been a big fan of Tom for a long time. And what's funny is Tom and I have the same agent. And we had gone to a uh, holiday Christmas party. And I had ran into Tom every now and again in the hallways when I was at uh, ABC Radio. And it wasn't a lot, but every now and again I would run into him. And there was one time, well, the first time I had met him, he's a little intimidating at first. Because you hear so many stories about how, oh my God, man, he's the, the Tom Bernard, he's, you know, cantankerous and he's so hard to work with. And then you meet him and he's just the fucking nicest guy ever. Nothing but great things to say about people. Is he kind of cynical towards others? Absolutely. But I mean, when we were at that lunch, I bet there was five different people who stopped by the table to say hi. And every single one of them, he gave all their attention, treated them like he was an old friend. So... When um, the first time I had met him was in a uh, was in the commissary of ABC Radio, and he walks by me and he goes, "Hey, are you that uh, that Povich kid?" I said, "What?" He was like, "You that Povich kid from uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, I, I lived, I worked there for a while." And he goes, uh, "He goes, great." Um, uh, Terry Train was also in La Crosse, Wisconsin. She speaks highly of you. I said, "Oh, that's very nice." And that was all he said. And then fast forward a couple other interactions in the hallway. Not a lot, but just a few here and there. And then we're at, you know, the uh, holiday, the more talent holiday party. And while we're uh, all just kind of hanging out, having a few drinks, Tom says to me, 
uh, hey, when they fired you at 93X, how come you just didn't come down the hallway and work for me? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. He goes, well, Jesus Christ, I told those guys, like, hey, there's a few people in this building that if you're going to shit can, why don't you bring them over to me? Because they're talented. I don't want to fucking lose them. And uh, he's like, I never heard from you. I was like, well, they never told me. And he's like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, but uh, but yeah. So then we had this uh, this nice meeting. And it was funny because uh, Tom was explaining to me that he really wants to get back to, you know, to where the show used to be. Because if you were in radio around like the, you know, especially like the 80s and 90s, I mean, that fucking morning show had like a 25 share in the, in the market. That's a huge number. That means one out of every four people. Listen, a seven share is a good number. You can kick some ass with a seven share. That show had like a 25 share. That is insane. But for years, I, I still remember the first break I ever heard Tom Bernard do. Because uh, I had known the name, but because I didn't live in Minneapolis, I never got a chance to listen to KQ. And every time I came to, K, to Minneapolis, I always listened to 93X. And I never came during the, the mornings. It was always in the afternoons. <coughs> and I was on my way to the Radio Conclave, which was, used to be a big radio convention every year here in Minneapolis. They've, I, think I don't know if they do it anymore. And if they do it, it's just maybe like 30 people get together. And I think it's just a way for like the old school guys to kind of get together and see their buds relive some glory days. Glory days. Yeah, before there was voice track in glory days. But the first break I ever heard Tom Bernard do, he had said... <laughs> Uh, for everybody who's coming in, uh, for everybody who is a local here in town and you're wondering where all the hookers and blow are this weekend, well, the Radio Conclave is here, so everything's going to be dried up. And I remember kind of laughing, like, wow, man, like, you can say that kind of stuff on the radio? Like, I mean, I was young. This was like 1999, 2000, maybe. And I believe Tom was the first guy I ever heard use the word asshole on the air and just say it and without, like, any sort of, like, <gasps> pullback just using it and no no blowback no 10 minutes later you got a phone call from the pd and was angry about it no 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 just kind of did his fucking thing man and uh yeah i've always i've always liked that about tom and we were uh we were at this uh this this lunch and while we were sitting there uh and tom is a very good i don't want to make sure i put this the right way tom is a, a very um it takes a long time to be able to break down those walls of Tom, you know? Uh, I know, you know, the reason why Brittany is on board with this is because, uh, you know, she was on that morning show for quite some time. And uh, she she got to see the side of Tom that I know the side of Tom that I think everybody doesn't be- exist <laughs> for Tom Bernard. So, uh, but while we were at this lunch, he had made a comment that his... Uh, um, his daughter had bought, or his, his granddaughter had bought him some Cheez-Its socks for Christmas. And I said, uh, Jesus Christ, kid, don't you know that Pop-Pop is more of a Wheat Thins guy? Christ, Cheez-Its is the worst, the third worst cheese-based snack. Everybody knows that. It goes nacho cheese Dorito, Parmesan Lay's, and then Cheez-Its. And he laughed. He goes, thank you. I was waiting for you to make a joke because that's what I want on the show. And I was like, oh, all right. So even though, like, you know, I'm, 
you know, remember when you were in high school and you'd have to like go meet your new boyfriend's parents, you know, and then the mom was always kind of like, you could always tell there was something up. It's like, oh, she was just testing you. She wanted to see. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Hey, hey, Ron, where do we listen to the new morning show? There will be an app that is being um, produced right now. It's being built. So they'll start pushing out the app. I believe we're going to get like some sort of like imaging and stuff on the app here soon. Like a, um, you know, like a, just a loop of something that's like, hey, coming up on February 20th. Don't forget, we're coming back. It's going to be a whole brand new Tom and Art morning show. And, um, yeah, uh, the app, it'll, so yeah, it'll be pushed out every single day, uh, live. The show will be live three hours every day, seven to 10 AM. And then after that, it'll be, um, it'll be on, you know, Spotify, Apple podcast, podcast one all the main players in town. But other than that, I don't have like all of the, uh, all the details yet, but, but yeah, when I talked to, uh, talked to the head honchos over there yesterday, I was like, you know, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, man. You know, like that's the last thing I want to do. And they were like, no, dude, it's good. It's all good. Listen, we're, we're doing like a thing. You want to talk about it? Feel free. It's all good. You know? So I was like, all right, fuck it. We'll talk about it. So yeah. What's up, Brandon Nyquist? How are you, man? Nice to listen to you. Uh, Sally, I used to listen to the KQ Morning Show in the late 90s and early 2000s. Great show. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Man, all those years of, uh, you know, Stretch and, um, you know, Zepp. Man, fucking Brian Zepp and I used to, Brian Zepp and I used to, uh, we used to follow a band in town called July Fighter. Every now and again, we'd go to a July Fighter show and we'd run into each other. And here's the thing about, like, you know, radio guys is uh there's a lot of radio dudes out there that just like man when they get together it's like it's they overpower the fucking room i'm like you just gotta bring it down dude you're not the star of every fucking scenario okay and when um i would go to these shows i would run into brian zepp and we would see each other and i'd walk up like what's up what's up man he's like not much i'm like buy you a whiskey coke he's like sure buy him a drink He'd drink that drink. He'd be like, can I get you a beer? I'm like, sure. We'd never say a word to each other. We'd watch the band. And by the end of it, we'd walk out and be like, take care, Brian. He's like, you too, bud. Never say another word to one another. Never have a conversation past just buying each other a drink. There's some radio guys out there that are like that. I think I told you guys the story about Terry Train. Goddamn, I, I love Terry Train. I used to see Terry Train at ABC Radio all the fucking time. I'd, see, I'd run into her constantly. And we'd always like share quick, small stories about things. You know, hey, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, good. How's the apple orchard? Oh, it's fantastic. Whatever. And one day, my goddamn hero, Greg Giraldo. Oh, man. Shit, this had to be 14 years ago now, 15 years ago. Greg Giraldo's in town. He's at House of Comedy. It was, it was actually, I think it might have been the first weekend House of Comedy was open here at Mall of America. And Greg Giraldo is going to be doing, you know, five shows. And then he had that, they had that first show Thursday. And then, hey, Friday night, come on out. Two shows. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Hey, let's get Greg on the, on the morning shows in town, and we'll help him promote. I wake up. I turn on the 93X Half-Ass Morning Show. Greg Giraldo's on. I'm like, fuck, I got to run to the studio because my favorite comedian of all time is, is there. So I, <laughs> I jump up out of bed. I jump in the car. I battle traffic all the way to, you know, dinky town. I get to the studio. He had already gone from 93X over to KQ because both those radio stations were in the same building. And then I was standing outside of KQ listening on the overhead speakers. I'm listening to the 
to the uh, to the interview, and I <laughs> they just start to wrap up, and Terry Train comes walking out, and Terry Train looks at me and goes, uh, goes, hey, uh, uh, what time do you have to have Greg back to House of Comedy? I was like, what? She goes, she goes, um, does he, does he have to go back to the hotel, or are you are you guys taking him somewhere? Because like we were thinking about possibly just like you know taking him out to lunch or something. Terry, do you think that I am Greg Giraldo's driver? Oh, oh, are you not with Greg? I'm like, Terry, I fucking see you in the hallway like once every three months. We've chatted. We've we've split pots of coffee. You don't remember me? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. While I'm having this conversation, Greg Giraldo and his smoking hot girlfriend come walking out of the studio while I'm in the midst of having this conversation with her and Greg just fucking walks away the fuck terry i wanted to shake hands with greatness then i got stuck having to have this weird conversation with you and greg geraldo slips out the back right behind us what the fuck (coughs) yeah so uh brandon nyquist hey rudy i hear you join kq no no i'm here's the thing uh when they asked would you go back the text i got was great because they were like hey uh would you like to come back to radio and i said no and they said, would you like to come back to a podcast? And I went, ah, now you got my interest peaked. Because I feel like th- this is where the next, this is the next frontier, man. And long gone are the days. When we first started doing this shit, you know, like fucking, everybody grew so much faster than I did. I didn't understand any of it, man. I mean, when I was talking about like wanting to do a podcast, when like this shit was just coming around, people were like, what the fuck are you talking? I mean, we would have to record a podcast and then individually go to, I mean, back then it was iTunes, but now it's Apple Podcasts, but you'd go to iTunes and you'd have to manually upload the RSS feed to be, it was a fucking pain in the dick, dude. Like, Jesus. And nowadays you're just like, I just go to Megaphone, upload it, and it just gets pushed out everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Chad, Jesus, that sounds familiar. Like, uh, when we met for the first time outside of Hubbard, dude used to talk to me in the halls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I tell that. Oh, trust me, man. I'm an asshole. I get it. I get it. I did that to Chad. Chad and I chatted for the first time. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? I can't remember. But I had said something like, like, uh, we were talking about voiceover. And then I said, uh, I said, hey, you know, have you been over to, uh, more lately for, uh, for any, any jobs. He was like, I'm not with more. I'm like, didn't we do a fucking, <laughs> didn't we do a uh, voiceover together for the Minnesota state lottery? He's like, dude, I work with you at Hubbard. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't listen. I know that's awkward. Cause there's, listen, there's a lot of like 40 year old white dudes that do voiceover. Okay. That part I fucking, I, that's on me. I should have known better. Uh, but then I don't think any story beats the time where I hired the guy to fucking do my headshots. I was updating my website and I'm like, oh man, my buddy Nick, he's a great photographer. I'll fucking hit up Nick. So I go on Instagram and I find my buddy Nick and I, I shoot him a line. I'm like, hey dude, why don't you come and shoot my headshots for me? I'll be at House of Comedy. I'm updating my website. And he's like, yeah, absolutely, man. I'll be there. So Nick shows up and I hadn't seen Nick. We had worked on two films together. It'd been like a year and a half, two years since I had seen Nick. And I shot him a line. I was like, hey, dude, um, why don't you uh, come shoot my headshots? He's like, yeah, I'll meet you there at 4 p.m. on Thursday. Nick shows up to House of Comedy, and I'm like, man, does Nick, did Nick's hair get long? Did he grow a beard? 
I feel like he shrunk a couple inches too. Like, what the fuck is going on? That's weird. So we're doing the photo shoot, and we go back into the green room, and Brian Gallagher, who is the manager of House of Comedy, is sitting back there with us. And uh, he says, so how do you two know each other? And I go, oh, yeah, Nick and I, we go way back, man. We, we, worked, uh, we worked on a film together up on uh, Lake Vermilion. And Nick goes, that wasn't me. It's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> He's like, that's not me. I don't know. I've never worked on a film in my life. I was like, Nick, didn't we, we, we worked on like two, three films together, right? He's like, nope. I was like, Nick, how do I know you? He goes, I just follow you on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck out of here. Brian is dying laughing. He's like, oh my God, this is the greatest moment ever. He's like, God, you're such a dick. Yes. Oh, felt like an asshole, but it's, I'll tell you this, it has led to Nick getting a lot of work. I've hired Nick to do multiple things. I've had friends of mine reach out and go, hey, who do you, who do you think I should use? And I'm like, hey, uh, use Nick Campbell. Fucking guy is great. Does great work. Phenomenal you know, artist. Love him. He's great. And it's also worked for me because Jonathan Kite brings, brings me on the road because he thought I used to open for Nikki Glazer. After like our fourth show together, he said, uh, he said, uh, so, uh, so did you do like Nikki's like theater tours or anything like that? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, Nikki Glazer. He's like, when you were on the road with her, I was like, I was never on the road with Nikki Glazer. He's like, shut the fuck up. Who were you on the road with? I was like, um, I don't know. He's like, it had to have been a female. I was like, well, you mean Jesse Mae Peluso? He's like, fuck you. He's like, was it really? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I never opened up for Nikki Glazer. He's like, fuck me. I've been walking around with you this entire time thinking. I was like, no, dude, it's not. No, it's all good. It's no. I was like, all right, fucking sure, dude. Whatever. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, so that's it. There you go. There's the info. You know, you'll see. You guys will see it in the papers. I don't know. Maybe next week. Or maybe they won't even fucking put it in the paper. I don't even know if it's that big of a deal. Um, there used to be an excitement about telling people things, you know, and now I just, you know, I just kind of keep up. There's just, there's no excitement anymore about shit. I'm excited to do the show. Let me rephrase it. I'm excited to do the show because I'm excited to be back in a studio with two people that I absolutely adore. Uh, Brittany Artisan, who is just, man, she is just so goddamn funny and just, uh, she's so bubbly and fun and just uh, insightful has like so many great qualities and just like, you know, um, I can't, I don't think I could say enough good things about her, you know, and Tom just being just a, a broadcasting legend. Jesus. I don't know. feel very fortunate to, uh, to be moving on to this, uh, this next phase of things. And, uh, yeah. And to be honest, uh, I was running out of stolen pens. That's really why it is. I'm going back. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing about it, though, is that uh, I do have to be there. So next week I got to go in and like, you know, we got to do orientation, like I said, which is so funny. It's like, man, I was in that building for seven years. Now I got to go sit in a conference room with like, you know, interns that are just starting out at Channel 5. And we got to watch videos about like, is it appropriate to ever tell a woman that she has on a nice blouse? Would you A, tell her that you enjoy the blouse? Tell her B that you actually own the same blouse and you tend to wear it on Thursday nights when you go out dancing or see all of the above. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, um, looking forward to it. This will be cool, man. This will be great. You can find uh, the show. It'll be February twentieth. It'll be the first day, and then next week we start um, kind of just doing some pre-production, getting things ready to go. Fuck, man. But yeah, there used to be a thing <clears throat> where you'd get excited about you know telling people like, oh man let's hold this new venture blah 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 whatever it is like when you buy your first house oh my god we bought our first house then you get to house number three and you're like uh just fucking congratulations on the new house oh you mean a higher mortgage payment hey congratulations on the new truck oh you're saying congratulations to a 450 dollars a month payment yeah great that's fucking awesome thanks dude thanks yeah anyway so you guys enjoy your friday uh, we'll come back next week will be the last week that we do a long walk to Cleveland in the setting that it is now 9.45 a.m. ish I always say ish because fuck you never know if this thing's going to go but then Mondays we'll start Mondays Monday nights I believe 7 p.m. we'll do the show live on Instagram and uh, just to kind of you know keep my shit together I don't want to lose you know the connection I got with you guys that listen every single day so we'll keep doing it and if I could keep this sultry voice Instead of sounding like Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That would be fantastic. But, oh, baby. Gonna get that sweet love, baby. Oh, yeah. Come on, lick on my chocolates out that balls. Bottom, ooh, wrong music. There we go. Shut up. There we go. Shut up. Shut up, all you. I shall lay you down on a bed of roses while I sleep on a bed of nails. I want to be just as close as the Holy Ghost is. I'm going to lay you down on a bed of roses and then while you softly drift off to sleep I shall go through your belongings and take all of your mother's jewelry and I will sell it at a pawn shop so that I can buy more methamphetamines. And then I will take those methamphetamines and I will smoke them in a spoon that I steal from your kitchen. And I will go on drug fuel benders in cars that I steal, but only, only in Priuses because I care about the environment. And after I, after I ditch that Prius, I will then break into a school, and I will steal all of their their laboratory equipment, much like Breaking Bad. In fact, this is kind of sort of turning into the synopsis of Breaking Bad. And I will take all of their methamphetamine-making products, and I shall buy an RV. And I will go into the middle of the desert, although this is Minnesota, so I'll have to just go down to Wyndham. I will be outside Wyndham, Minnesota, making my methamphetamines. I shall sell the methamphetamines at a marked up price because my methamphetamines will be bigger than anybody else's methamphetamines. And my methamphetamines will take over the drug industry. I shall sell it to 23-year-old kids who are at Mankato State University. And also to housewives who are just looking for a little bump in the afternoon. And after I make my millions, I shall sell off my RV and all of my methamphetamine-making kits. I shall pass it down to yet one of my students. Again, going back to the Breaking Bad, <laughs> a synopsis. They shall, I shall shave my head and you shall know me as Heisenberg. 
And after I sell off my RV and all of my methamphetamines, I shall venture my way back into Minneapolis. I shall, I shall show up on your doorstep with brand new jewelry that I stole from drug money, that I bought with drug money. Because I didn't steal it, but I got the money because I stole your shit originally. And then you will call the cops, and then I will take a rag filled with ether, and I will stick it onto your face, and I will say, smell the good, smell the good. Close your eyes, smell the good, and then I will lay you down on a bed of roses. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single morning, 9.45 a.m., you can find it live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Always love it when you take with me a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.